Welcome to Combat Sports Breakdown. Let's get it. All right, guys. We finally fucking did it. All three of us are here. Got the host, me, Matt B. Got my co-host, Alex. You know what it is. And the legendary co-host, Cole. What's up? What's good? All right, guys. So uh, we finally made it to an episode with all three of us. So stoked. Fucking we're about to get lit today. Gonna get really out into it. Uh, Cole, just want to start with you. Go ahead and step up to the mic. How you been, my boy? So just been chilling, vibing out, dog. All right, uh, Alex, I'm gonna have to ask you a quick question, man. You hear that TJ Dillashaw's out of his fight? Yeah, because he got a little bruise on his fucking eyebrow. That ain't no little bruise, dog. I was looking at his Just skull, dog. I yeah, I think he got headbutted at wrestling practice. You hear about that, Cole? No, nah, I didn't hear about that. But I only say that because, you know, homeboy cheated, so I got to give him some shit. Look, man, I'm sick of people saying this shit. You take some EPO, you let me know how many KOs you get in the UFC, dog. <laughs> I'd have been champ already, homie. That's a goddamn lie. <laughs> That's a goddamn lie. Goddamn, bro. You just gonna flat out lie on on our fans? You just gonna lie on them like that? <laughs> EPO is the performance enhancing drug that he did. It's uh, known for recovery, if you don't know. So that means after he was oh, able to train, he would take it and then be able to recover quicker than most. This is like the whole Barry Bonds theory, dog. You could take as many steroids as you want. Can you still hit the ball? Facts. Yeah, in all seriousness, I, I'm just that guy. I like to talk shit. Yeah, the only thing that really sucks about this is Corey Sanhagen. He's the real loser in this one. As much as he wanted this fight with TJ Dillashaw, we needed him to get in there again, man. I'm a big fan of Corey Sanhagen, and I just hope he gets another fight with someone big name because TJ Dillashaw is who it should have been. What you think, Cole? Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty, it's pretty gay that uh, this dude had to take some performance enhancing drugs to do to do that from what he said he just seemed like he would he really overtrained and he regrets it man but here's the thing Corey is a legend already this this kid is a savage and tj dillashaw's made his career without epo i don't care what anyone says i don't think he did epo the whole time and from what i hear he's been sleeping in the gym dude he's literally going back to his wrestling roots and he's been sleeping on a cot in the gym so we got TJ Dillashaw on another level. Yeah, and um, it, it does take a God-given skill. Steroids or not, you can't just... You, steroids is just giving you the fucking physique and a little bit of this, a little bit of that. The You still have to be a skillful motherfucker to knock out fucking my boy... Uh, What's that fool's name? Cody Gambrandt? Garbrandt, Garbrandt, yeah. Cody No Love, who's supposed to be returning soon as well. I like that dude. Cody Garbrandt's one of the most exciting dudes ever. Didn't he get uh, elbowed in the face by that full uh, Cater and get that big, uh, big old gash on his forehead? Cater did that to Jeremy Stevens. Oh, okay. Yeah, who yeah. just actually got his fight canceled. Maybe we see Corey ha- uh, Sandhagen versus uh, Jeremy Stevens. Maybe Ooh, that one comes together. Uh, that would be a cool fight. one. I don't know what weight class they would do it in. It, it, I hope it's in 145, but I mean, I think Sandhagen's a 135er, so. I'm actually hella excited to see TJ Dillashaw, though, because, like, after all the shit that's been said, done, all this, blah, 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 like, I feel like the fucking real monster's gonna come out of this pool. True. We also have a nine week wait on that, I think. I think it's gonna take about six weeks for it to heal and then three weeks for him to get in shape for the fight. Um, the other unfortunate thing is there was another fight that just dropped off that card. So we're looking at, uh, Michelle Waterson headlining that one now. No offense to her, just really kind of fell apart and it's not really an interesting fight card anymore. We hope they fix that, but I mean, it is what it is. In other news, uh, we have Conor McGregor who sold his whiskey company for $600 million. Jesus Christ, that's a whole lot of boodles. Yeah, for real. That's hey, good for him, though. My man. <laughs> and then from the other reports, it's saying that he's still the face of the company. So, I mean, it is what it is. He's still pretty much going to be the whole Proper 12 brand. You're not really going to see much. He's just not as invested as he once was, like literally. As Charlie Sheed once said, winning. Now, nah, for real. <laughs> Exactly what Alex, this dude Alex said. This dude's winning. Like, no questions asked. All right. So, the other thing that we want to address is the simple fact that 261 was one of the most legendary cards. I mean, 
it's really come together. The all the knockouts, the the leg break was unfortunate but exciting. I mean, when we, I mean, when we look back at what happened to Jorge Masvidal, it's still one of the most legendary knockouts. Bro, that knockout was sick. Can like, we talk about something else, please? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, no, man. This is our job. We got to talk about this shit, bro. Yeah, I'm like, sorry about this, dude, but that knockout was one of the cleanest knockouts I've ever seen. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Shit comes full circle, man. So one of the things that we also need to talk about is uh, Lupi Godinez, man. This chick is fucking awesome, bro. So shout out to her for sure. Um, she actually is the first UFC fighter to like one of our comments, which is cool. Whatever. That's like just like, it, you know, it gets a little the buzz going for us. Reminds us this is what we did it for to, to really engage with these guys. We all love MMA in general. No matter what branch you're coming from, we want to watch you. We love this shit. And thanks to my boy, man. Let me give a shout out to him because without this genie in this sport, I wouldn't know half the shit I know. So, yeah. Yeah, straight up. I appreciate that, y'all. But uh, the other thing about Loopy is she she was the first UFC fighter to follow us. You know, that's that's always cool. Once you get that, it just, you know, keeps the drive going, reminds us, hey, our fans are in this. We are in this. We're fans of the sport. They're fans of us. They, they kind of want to shake that hand with us. And that's something we always appreciate is when you can always reach out and touch those people you kind of look up to, you know, and with how legendary she looked in that fight against Jessica Penne, although she didn't win it, man, there's some things I'll never forget about that fight. She literally threw that chick from her shoulders, man. <laughs> yeah, bro, that, that literally topped every highlight reel. I was like, oh, shit, how is that Daniel? Oh, no, I thought it was DC. <laughs> Yeah, she looks savage. <laughs> yeah, she straight looks like a man doing that, bro. Yeah. Absolutely legendary. Absolutely beautiful. And she's also one of the first ones that responded to us when we actually reached out and message. She extended a message back. And, you know, we'd love to just keep that line of communication going. And if she's ever out here in San Diego, hit us up. We're, all three of us are willing to help out with any training camp. Uh, yeah, you might teach me how to punch somebody right. <laughs> So we're, you got three new punching bags, Loopy. You got three new big fans. And like we said after that last fight, we are on your side, in your corner, and hoping you win every goddamn fight. Viva Mexico. I'm rocking with you. So appreciate you, Loopy Godinez. And uh, man, I can't wait for this to keep going, guys. This is why we do it, to engage with the fighters, engage with you guys. And if you need anything, hit us up. We would love to improve, love to reach out, connect. If you guys got any questions, fan submissions, you guys got uh, any UFC questions you want to ask one of us, hit us up, man. We got an email at uh, combatsportsbreakdown at gmail.com. We got the Instagram at combatsports. Same thing on Twitter, Facebook, all of it. So hit us up, guys. Let us know what you need. So... To get into this uh, fight card coming up, we got some interesting fights. Um, let's just go down through the prelims real quick. We got Luke Sanders versus Philippe Cor Cor Corrales. Let me see. Colares. Colares. Look at that. That's why you need a Mexican on your team, dog. All day. And then, uh, so after that, we got Andres Michelades. Look at that. Dude's got Michelades in his name. Let's Ooh. Let's go. Going against KB Bueller. Uh, we got Luma Luca Boon Me. Fucking sick name, chick. Uh, versus Sam Hughes. Uh, maybe related to Matt Hughes. Looks like her. Uh, Kai Kamaka. Coconut Bombs, buddy. Coconut Bombs back in the octagon. That's going to be an exciting one. Going against TJ Hell Brown. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Gabriel Benitez versus Jonathan Pierce. You know, looking at that uh, 22 and 9 veteran record going to get up against a middle classman at a 10 and 4 featherweight division. That should be an exciting fight. These guys are actually uh, pretty close in everything. Uh, Gabriel ben Benitez is coming down from 155. So, you know, this should be an interesting one. He's the shorter man, but also, you know, the bigger man. So we'll see how that goes. Um, and then. <clears throat> being the main event of the prelims, you know, kicking off the actual main card, we have Random Marcos versus Luana Pinero. So that should be an interesting one. Random Marcos had a fight canceled uh, maybe a couple weeks ago. I don't quite remember when that card was, but remember her fight getting canceled. And then 
This card is just an exciting card for it being a, a, just a fight night. I'm so pumped for this. It's going to be a fun night. The first one is a women's flyweight fight, which I, to be honest, I don't really know these chicks, but if they're in this spot, Dana probably wants to highlight them a little bit. You know what I mean? Get them a little more well-known because everybody on this card is going to be an exciting fight. So these chicks are Pollyanna Botello versus Luana Carolina. Uh, Botello is 32 years old, um, 5.7 feet. I hate that they do that on Google. I don't know why. If you Google it, it gives you decimals. Why can't you just tell me how tall this bitch is? Like, this is so ridiculous. Like, just just give me an exact height, Google. Change that shit. It's freaking ridiculous. Uh, Pollyanna Botello is a natural 115 fighter. Uh, Looks like she's moving up in weight a little bit. She's got a 67-inch reach. Uh, Luana Carolina is 27 years old, so she's a little younger, a little shorter. She's the heavier woman, and she's got two inches of reach. I think I'm going to go ahead and pick Luana Carolina in this fight. Who you guys got? I'm going to go with... Um, that's a, you know what? I'm going to go with Luana. Let's get it. Who you got in this one, Cole? Luana Carolina versus Pollyanna Botello. I'm going to have to go with uh, Pollyanna. Oh, look at you taking Pollyanna in this one. (laughs) So I'm not 100% sure what the Vegas odds are yet, but we'll go back and check that out later. Um, Now, this is when it starts to get fun right away. Okay, We got Marab going against Cody Stamen. Now, Marab, I don't know if you know, he's with that uh, Chris Weidman team. You know, them boys from Long Island. He's an exciting dude. He's fun. He's got. He's like one of the most uh, passionate dudes coming out of that gym, and that's saying a lot when you train with Chris Weidman and Ray Longo. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. for real. Well, Aljamain Sterling's real. out there too. Like I know you well, don't. He's really, from the same camp. Yeah, I know Cole hates on Aljamain, but I mean he is the champ right now. You know, it hey, is what it is. Peter Yan's a true champ. Nah, whatever, nah, dog. Peter Yan is a true champ. Dog. Whatever, Screw dog. That dude. For real. <laughs> this dude hating on Aljamain right now. He's a Aljamain big Peter Yan fan. Hey, look, my theory on that, honest to God, is just like, dude, you're in the fucking title fight. Why would you need this dude in his fucking head when he's clearly down? Obviously, you're in the moment. You don't see it. But it's like, you can't. Come on, bro. Like, one thing is like, oh, yeah, I... I Clearly think he could have fucking got up and fought, but it's like... Time out, though. Time out. You can't be the champ if you don't know the rules. If you don't know the rules of the sport, you shouldn't have the belt. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, But how how is UFC, like, the only, like, MMA, like, company that doesn't allow, um, like, knees to the head? They consider it a defenseless position. It's like hitting a defenseless receiver in the NFL. If you're going up trying to catch a ball, can you defend yourself? Is it is it possible? Because it's not. If you're trying to stand up when someone's getting ready to crack you with a punch, can you defend yourself from a knee? I don't really think it's possible. It seems like a defenseless position. But the argument is, don't let yourself get in that position. That's a knockout position. So depending on what position you're or what side of the, the stance you're on, that's the argument. You either think it's a defenseless position or you think it's a position that the fighter earned to get to. Yeah. It's like a grounded opponent and going in for a hammer fist to kill. Like like when Usman just knocked out Jorge, did he need that last hammer fist? Yes. He was not pulled off yet. Hashtag super necessary. Yeah, but like, I mean, Peter won the fucking fight, clearly. You know what I mean? Without a doubt. <clears throat> so that's the that's what got to me. I'm like, bro, I saw the fight live, and I was just like, bro, you're a retard. Like, what the fuck? You you had this shit in the bag. And, like, Ster- old boy Sterling didn't ask to get neat in his head. You know what I mean? That's the beauty of it. There's more sports that allow you to do that shit. You know what I mean? Everybody's in UFC. They don't want to get neat in their fucking head while, or kicked on the... You know what I mean? Like... So, I still think Sterling did a little coward move, but he fucking got it, bro. You know what I mean? And now it's even more exciting. This shit put this fight on another level now, bro. It's on some fucking, like, they really going to go at it next time. Yeah, and Peter Jan's going to drop a bomb on him and just freaking knock him out, dog. That's what's going to happen. Hey, we shall see. <laughs>
Yeah, I mean, the only thing I could see really going wrong is the fact that Peter Young could be so mad yes. he's going in blind. And the the issue with that is he could get knocked out in three seconds or he could knock out Jermaine out in three seconds. This dude's got real power. But this isn't even the fight we should be talking about right now, guys. <laughs> We're talking about Marab versus Cody Stamen, okay? Jesus. Cody Stamen is the dude who whose brother was murdered or died in his sleep or something. I don't exactly remember what happened, but I know his brother passed away during one of his camps before a fight last year. He ended up winning that fight, and you know I think he lost one after that. I'm not 100% sure, just trying to remember. But uh, Cody Stamen is an absolute savage. You know He's 31 years old, five and a half feet tall. I guess that's 5'6", but 5.5, really, Google? Really? 5.5? This is what we're doing? All right, 145 pounds for Cody Stamen. This is a bantamweight fight, so you know he's dropping down the extra 10 pounds. He's got a 64-and-a-half-inch reach. Uh, Marab is just an absolute savage. He's 30 years old, 5'6", 135-pounder, 68-inch reach. And from everything I've ever heard, Marab's the toughest guy in that, that room. And that's saying a lot coming from a Ray Longo team because Ray Longo is an absolute savage, and he don't play games. He's one of those old school New York tough guys, you know. He calls it like it is. So hey, shout out to all them New Yorkers, man. They stay giving a good tip. Yeah, New Yorkers are absolute dirty savages, like we are out here on the South Side. <laughs> yeah, so we love it. We're part of it. We embrace it. We love New York as much as we love Miami. This, this is what it is, guys. Um, shout out to uh, Dallas, Texas, too. We seem to have a lot of you guys listening out there these days. Appreciate y'all in Texas in general, you know. We also had Rest one... Rest in peace, mode three. Facts. We actually had uh, one listener in Switzerland reach out to us recently. So that was pretty tight. Uh, that's pretty sick. That's pretty out. tight. Yeah, Getting out it. there now. Fuck yeah, We bro. straight up out there. What's up to our one listener in Switzerland? Woo! Let, let them all Let's know. Let's go. <laughs> so I got Marab in that one. Who y'all got? I'm going to have to go with... Yeah, I'm going with Bro, I, yeah, I, I can't, I cannot go with, I have to go with Marab. And, you know, Cody's an absolute savage, so I wouldn't even be surprised if Cody wins this, but I, I'm picking Marab. Marab seems to be the guy for me. Uh, this next one is going to be super exciting. Sean Strickland, bro. This dude literally got mad at his opponent because he was taking too many punches. He said, hey, man, I'm giving you a chance. You better start throwing punches. He was yelling at him the whole fight. Damn. 15, minutes, 15 minutes of saying, hey, come on, man. I'm giving you a chance. Hey, man, why won't you go down? You're, you're costing me my bonus, dog. Go down. Why won't you fall? Every time he hit him, he would just say some shit. Wow. Sean oh, Strickland man. is a, a mean, mean man in that octagon, and I love it. Hell, yeah. You got to love it. We love the violence. But he's going against probably one of these Polish dudes. Let's see if I could do it. Krzysztof Jatko. I think that's it. I think that's it. You fucking nailed it. So, Jatko is 31 years old, 6.1. So, I think that's 6'2", six, six actually. I don't know why they do this decimal shit. It, it kills me. Um, 185 pounds, 77-inch reach. Sean Strickland, 30 years old, 6.1 as well. Both 185 pounds when they w- weighed in last. 76-inch reach for Sean Strickland. Sean's 22-3. and Jatko's 22-4. and four. So, pretty much identical wow. in the build. This is like an it's it's a pick'em fight. I cannot pick the Polish guy. I do not rock with Polish power. I'm all about that Sean Strickland. Here it is. Polish power. Here we come. Oh my <laughs> <laughs> you probably love Jan Blakowicz too, boy. Yeah, hey, I'm on heck yeah, bro. Heck yeah. So let me guess. Cole, you're picking Kristoff too. Yes, sir. Whatever. <laughs> Sean Strickland. I'm rocking with you. <laughs> This next one's pretty lit, too. We got the light heavyweight fight. Uh, Ian Kutilaba versus Dustin Jacoby. Ian, Ian is uh, 15 and 6 with one no contest. Dustin Jacoby, 14 and 5. Again, another tight. Yeah, this one's nice just in their up. records. Uh, Ian is 27 years old, 6.1, 205, 75-inch reach. Dustin Jacoby's 33 years old, 6.2, 205, 76-inch reach. I think that uh, that age difference is really going to be the issue here. I think Dustin Jacoby just doesn't have enough experience at, at the age he's at to really be in there with these guys. For someone like Ian Kutilaba, who's got tw- at 27 years old, with just about the same number of fights, actually more fights than his opponent, I just think it's a bad matchup for Dustin. You know, the, he's got a good good little 
combo that he's been throwing lately. Eon's not bad on the ground. He's just one of those guys you just kind of got to watch out for. But Dustin Jacoby's got heart. That's one yeah. thing I know about Dustin Jacoby yeah. is he's one of those guys with absolute heart. So I don't think he's going to get knocked out. I don't think he's going to be finished. I think Kutalaba gets him in, in a three-round decision. I'm going to have to go with um, on this one. Damn. You know what? I'm rocking with the old fella, Dustin. Let's get it. I'm going to have to go with um, Eon, whatever that dude is. Kutilaba. Yeah. So we got two for Eon Kutilaba and Alex rocking solo on Dustin Jacoby on this one. We're going to have to get out the scorecard and actually score this Ooh, one. Uh, so, you know. I think the loser might have to do something like uh, maybe buy buy drinks or something, buy a round for us at the next bar. I think that's a fair one. Shit, let's buy two. I think we'll just get drunk as shit after that together, <laughs> but whatever. I'll buy two, shit. All right, so then we have the co-main event, man. Giga Chikadze versus Cub Swanson. Oh, nice, I'm man. I'm so stoked for this guy. so long. Cub Swanson actually tore his ACL in a grappling competition. Oh, so I think shit. this is his second fight since that. That's so, crazy. He's an exciting-ass fighter, man. Yeah, Cub Swanson's one of the, my favorite. You know, he, he's up there with Uriah uh, Faber in there as a California kids. You know what I'm saying? Literally. That's literally why I fucking him. Man, I'll be real with you guys. Um, California kid was... Um, that's literally the first time I ever saw a mixed martial arts fight. Back at WEC. WEC with that guy, man. And, and I, to this day, bro, like, even though he got knocked the fuck out. but Yeah, he with the palm trees on his back, man. I'll never forget that fool. But in this fight, Giga Chikadze is one of those people I just don't pick against. So no matter what, as much as I love Cub Swanson and have great memories of Cub Swanson, I'm picking Giga Chikadze in this fight. Yeah, that dude's a straight savage. And he's got big wins. Like, in his career, he's got some big names already racked up. So I'm, I'm not picking ever against Giga Chikadze. Yeah, his name his name's ringing bells, but... No, like, that's what he does is ring people's bells, dog. Li- literally. He puts them out. His name is literally ringing bells. <laughs> I'm going so, with Cub Swanson. Let's go. This dude, you're just picking off a of love. <laughs> <laughs> And finally, hey, I, am, I am a Pisces, you know what I'm saying? It's all about this love, guy. Baby. You a Pisces, what you are, fool. <laughs> so we got, <laughs> we finally got Dominic Reyes coming back after he got his nose broken and a foot stamp put on his side by freaking Jan Blockowitz. That Polish power really spoke up last time. Going against Yuri Pershatska. Now, this guy is one of those people. He's exciting. He showboats. He's like a. Like a more like an Anderson Silva back in his day where he'd kind of like invite you to hit him. You know, he wanted you to come into his little zone, but he gets hit a lot. And I think if Dominic Reyes connects on one of these straights, it might be a quick night. I just got to say, I got to get this off my chest. Dominic Reyes is the only man to beat John's Bones Jones. He definitely won that fight. I don't know how many times I've watched it, but I scored it for Reyes every time. I don't know if Reyes will be able to come back after that knockout, though, because that was a pretty brutal knockout. It was brutal just because it was so violent. Like, he literally got his nose broken with, like, one or two punches. He got kicked so hard, there was a bruise of his foot on his side with, like, maybe two kicks. Like, it was insane. I've never seen anyone get hit with so much force. Like, it it was honestly impressive that Reyes stayed up after all the force he took. And then got TKO'd. He didn't even get knocked out. He got TKO'd. So it was, it was pretty impressive. Dude could take a beating. And he could dish it. So it's just a matter of what he's going to do this fight. And I think Yuri is one of those people that's just too cocky for someone like Dominic Reyes. Reyes is so precise. He's so calculated in what he wants to do. And if he gets to do it, it's going to be a problem. He's NFL caliber. You know, he obviously took a pivot because, you know, that shit's fucking ridiculous. Getting into the NFL is like winning the lottery. You know, it's it's not one of those. Like, you have to have all the stars align and still be lucky. The stars can align and you still got to thank your, your God that it's going to happen. So the fact that Ray has made it to UFC is a lot more likely just because the caliber is not quite there. It's like Greg Hardy coming over. He was able to walk into the UFC because the caliber is not quite there yet. Greg Hardy's a beast. 
you put someone that can do what he did in the NFL in the octagon, and they're going to figure it the fuck out. Yeah, see, I didn't even know Reyes played football. Yeah, he basically took a pivot right before the draft. I don't know if he got injured or if someone kind of gave him the heads up, like you're probably not going to get drafted. But he, he took a quick pivot and stopped playing football. It broke his heart. You know, he, he did a uh, food truck diaries with Brendan Shaw where he talked about his NFL dreams and oh, how close he was. And that's when the whole uh, how athletic he really is conversation came up. When everybody was talking about how he's so much more athletic than John Jones. And oh, like it, it is what it is. Being an athlete means a lot, but it's like, I don't know. It's a fight still, you know? You could be an athlete, but if I corner you into a corner and beat the shit out of you, you still get beat up. So, And I think that's what Jan did, is just look at it like, fuck being an athlete. I'm going to beat you up. Yeah, and literally, John John Bones Jones did the complete opposite. He was like, fuck, this fool's coming at me. I'm just going to counter. You know what I mean? Polish Power said, I'll take your biggest punch and return a bigger one. Yeah, he didn't even care about Reyes in that fight. He just marched right through him. He just straight made him look dumb. Yeah, it looked like it looked like when my dad tried to run me over back in the day. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you, you just <laughs> couldn't get out the way. You know what I mean? Like now we're now we're just talking about felonies on the on the podcast. That's what we're doing. <laughs> Sorry about that. This, this is what we do now. <laughs> Jesus, where do we go? Where what what do we do? <laughs> you see what you did? You I'm put sorry, this shit on guys. pause. I'm sorry, guys. You put this shit on pause. You hungry motherfucker? Grab a Snickers, dog. Calm down. Jesus. Running people <laughs> over with cars and shit. I tried to tell him. I tried to tell him. <laughs> I hope this for Dominic Reyes just wins, okay? Let's go back to that. Can we talk about bro, how Dominic Reyes Dominic needs to win? Dominic Reyes is gonna Jesus. win. He's gonna win, bro. I'm telling you. Over here talking about running people over this guy. So Dominic Reyes, 31 years old, 6.3. I hate that. 6.3, really? Really? He's 6.3? No, he's 6.4. 6.3. Oh, like three quarters. Yeah, okay. it's so stupid. I hate you, Google, for that. Yeah. And he's, <laughs> he's 77-inch reach. Yuri's got an 80-inch reach. He's also three years younger and about an inch shorter, maybe two. I just don't think this is Yuri's fight. I mean, I hope it's exciting, but I think Reyes just beats the crap out of this dude. I hope so. He needs the win. I mean, he was undefeated going into that John Jones fight, and now he's got two back-to-back losses. So, yeah, I mean, he, he kind of needs it. As far as, like, personal momentum, I think he needs it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a, too aware of what he signed on the contract for how many fights, but a win here in a, in a dramatic fashion would for sure get you more time. Yeah, I, I, I have to go with Dominic Reyes, for sure. Yeah, I don't think you could really doubt Reyes in this fight. Um, I'm I'm also not really sure that Yuri's even ready for this caliber of fighter. He's just exciting. He's one of those guys that literally will wave you in and then let you punch him, try and do the shoulder roll, but take a punch to the side of the head. You know, the same boxing doc. You're going to take some punches. And if Reyes gets off one of his head kicks, it'll be a real short night for this guy. I mean, we're we're talking like, Still make dinner plans fight, you know? <laughs> and I don't even know if Yuri's ready for this, but I, I just hope it's a good fight. It has the, the potential to be a good fight, and I just think it is what it is. So the other thing that I want to touch on is some things we didn't get to. Kakul wasn't here for the 261 card. Um, we watched it together, but he didn't do the review episode with us. So I want to get your reaction on the Weidman leg break. What would you think of that? Bro, that's so sad, man. Chris Weidman is a legend, dude. He's a legit legend. Yeah. It's just a bummer that that happened to him. He doesn't deserve that. True. Um, they said this was a, the hardest he trained for a fight. Steven Thompson uh, spoke about it on Joe Rogan's podcast about how he went out there to South Carolina for a couple weeks to train, and Weidman was like the toughest dude he's ever been in there with. He's like, man, that fool slammed me on my head for like two weeks straight. And that's Wonder Boy who doesn't let anybody touch him, you know. So when we talk about how good Chris Weidman is, we call him the All-American because he won the All-American tournament. Not because he qualified, not because he was good, because he won the tournament. Like the whole thing. He is an All-American. And as much as we probably didn't think he was going to be a title holder again, he has the the potential and the caliber. So... He had a successful surgery. Um, did you see him walking on it already? 
This fool's so savage. They showed him on his crutches walking on his broken foot. Yeah, that dude's savage for that, bro. That is pretty savage. They put a titanium rod in between the bones and screwed through the bones into the rod, and he was already walking on it with crutches. Dude's a savage. Yeah, he's a nut. Absolute nut job. I, I just can't believe that it even happened. The other crazy part that I don't know if you heard me talk about it on the podcast, but his last fight, uh, Uriah Hall's last fight was against Anderson Silva. And Anderson Silva broke his leg against Chris Weidman. So back to back, his fights were Silva, then Weidman. That's pretty ominous, huh? That's crazy. Yeah. This is everything that happened. That's a beautiful big word, by the way, Matt. Ominous is actually one of my favorite words. It really paints a vivid picture. I like it a lot. Yeah, ominous. Good one. (laughs) It's not quite a $5 word. I'd give it a $3 word. You know what I'm saying? Three's my favorite number. This guy. So a couple other picks I want to go over. Uh, who you guys got in this first one? Luke Sanders versus Felipe Corrales. I'm going with Felipe. Luke Sanders. I got Luke Sanders as well. Um, let's go with this chick right here. Luma Luke Boonmi versus Sam Hughes. Sam Hughes. They got identical records, and the only difference is Sam Hughes is uh, about three inches taller. Shit, I'm going with Luma. Yeah, I'm going with Look Boon Me. I like that last name, so we're going to check it out. They have the identical record. They're pretty much identical in build. A little different reach and height, but it, it's pretty much identical. So I, I'm really rooting for it to be a good fight. The last one I want to touch on is Random Marcos versus Luana Pinero. I got Random Marcos. I like her a lot. She's got that shiny red hair. It always draws me in. Yeah. Yeah, you can't go wrong with red hair. Facts. You can go totally wrong with redheads. Be careful out there, kids. <laughs> we have uh, let's do this one as the last pick for this uh, undercard. We have Kai Kamaka, Coconut Bombs versus TJ Brown. I'm gonna pick Kai Kamaka. I think this is his last opportunity to stay in the UFC, so I think this is it for him. He's gonna drop some bombs. Who was it? Kai Kamaka versus TJ Brown. I'm going with TJ Brown. Yeah, he's he's probably the bigger, better guy, but I think this is just one of those Kai Kamaka's really fighting for his job this time. Um, can I say they're gonna tie? It's like, yeah, there's a, probably a big likely of a draw. If you take that bet, I bet you you win some money. Fuck it, I'm going with a tie. And Alex is picking a draw. <laughs> Fucking guy. <laughs> Let me guess. You're going to go a majority draw. So one guy's going to think somebody won, and two guys are going to think it's a draw. Uh, fuck it. This guy. Let's do it. <laughs> do not pick that as your uh, pick em bet this week, okay? If, if you think that's the the money bet, we don't need you. I'm sorry, guys. I, uh, that punch from Usman landed way over here as well. <laughs> I think you just uh, emotionally absorbed all that. You need to calm down, my friend. Still recovering. <laughs> Take a pause, because guess what? It looks like Jorge Masvidal is going to get the Nick Diaz fight. Damn, that's going to be exciting, bro. Yeah, that'll be a dope fight. I don't know that that's a good fight. Not a good fight in the sense, but just just to see him back in it. I just think it's a bad idea. If Nick comes I think in. it's a bad matchup for, for Jorge. But I think it's too soon for Jorge. They're talking in like 30 days, bro. Yeah, they're talking like a, an immediate turnaround for someone who's just knocked the fuck out. That's smart in uh, Nick or Nate? Nick. Zig and Zag. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, for sure. That, that's, that's, very, uh, that's very savvy in his part because he's like, this dude's ego is at a low right now. He just got knocked the fuck out. Let me I get think, back in there. With I think him. it's less of that and more let me catch him while his brain's still foggy. Like, I, I don't think it has anything to do with name value. Otherwise, like, if he could have picked anybody that just got knocked out, I think that's what he would have done. Yeah, but this is personal because he beat up his little brother. And he's like, to me, it's like a savvy move. That's Dana's because- savvy move, though. You know what I mean? I don't think Nick cares about that. I think Nick wants a savage fight. True. But I thought Nick was the one that called him out. Uh, More or less. Nate, Nick said that's that's his little brother's battle. You know what I mean? He he wasn't really trying to step in for his brother. He just was trying to say, like, if that fool wants to smoke, he could catch the smoke. Oh, okay. He's also saying, meet me in 209. You know what I'm saying? You catch me stocked in any day of the week. You know where I'm at. He's got that shit in him. How dope is that, homie? Shout out to all them gangsters that made it, got money, and still in their fucking home. 
just the fact that they still rep in Stockton hard and they like Nick's even moved out to Vegas and spends a lot of time in Vegas just because of his gym. But in reality, he's Stockton through and through, bro. You could catch him in his homie's house in the back of the truck drinking beers with the homies. That's what they do. They literally posted Instagram pictures of them doing that last week. Yeah, man, you, you cannot love these dudes, bro. I swear to God, especially if you're a Cali boy. These motherfuckers are the epitome of what we are. Legit. The only thing that would make them more like me is if they had a skateboard. Like, that's it. That's, <laughs> that's the only thing they could add to the picture. So, I mean, they rep it all. And, you know, we, we appreciate them and rep them just as hard. Shout out to them. Diaz Army, you know. And then on top of that, we also want to say thank you again to all of you guys. Um, this has been a tight process. I mean, it's been so fun for me. I really appreciate interacting with y'all. Have a few great fans that keep messaging strong. You know, shout out to Lupe Godinez. You know, keep keep in touch. We're going to keep hitting you up. We're going to keep hitting up all these UFC fighters. And eventually, we're going to be doing regular interviews. But I don't want that senseless shit. If you don't have something important to say, we ain't coming on here to shoot the shit. If you want to shoot the shit, hit us up in the inbox. If you coming on here, have something purposeful to say. And I don't care who it is. Any of you could be on here. Just make sure you have something to say. We don't want to sit here and be like, oh, it is, you know, how are you doing lately? Did you swim a lot last week? We don't really care about that. What's up with your fight career? If you need help, hit us up. Yeah. 100%. Alex, hit us up with shout outs this week. All right. Um, let's start off with, uh, I'm going to give your cousin another big shout out for being helpful. I'm going to give uh, Cal Coast Printing a shout-out. And uh, I want to give a huge fucking shout-out to my boy Cole. Out here really fucking showing the motherfucker how it's done. No fucking pain, no gain. You know what I'm saying? I done, I done found out his secret recipe to lose 130 pounds in less than a year. Yeah, big shout-out to our boy Cole. He's been going through a weight loss journey. Um, you know, don't always have to really go through something to start a journey but when you start make sure you start strong because this boy showed us how to do it he's lost damn near my whole body weight in a year and he's done it in a way that makes us all just really inspired every time he's around we really appreciate him he takes his time out of his day to come and hang out with us and then go back to his journey so shout out to you my boy cole what you got for us shout out hey thank you guys i appreciate it i appreciate that for real it means a lot Yeah, shout, shout, hey, shout out to uh, Kyle Coach, for real. Shout out that gym you at, too. What gym you at? <coughs> oh, shout out CrossFit La Mesa. CrossFit La Mesa, people. If you in uh, San Diego and you want a weight loss journey, hit up CrossFit La Mesa. There, there it is for uh, that, that little recipe for you. You know, if you need anything, hit us up. I'm going to shout out Kyle Coast. I want to shout out the Cuzzo. Got to shout out my boys, Alex and Cole. You know, thanks for being a part of this journey. We're going to keep doing it. Shout out to Lupe Godinez. Yeah, shout out Matt's cousin, too. For real. Yeah, like he said, uh, Lupe, you're going to be one of the best eventually. Keep it up. Viva Mexico. We riding with you strong. Hit us up. You know, we on this journey together, guys. Oh. Hey, um, before I was, I seen something about Yair Rodriguez about to fight again. Oh, yeah. So, you know, real quick, Yair Rodriguez was suspended for not giving his whereabouts to USADA, which is a little suspicious. Why are you telling USADA you're going to be somewhere and then not be there? You know, it makes it seem like you're doing something shady. Oh, but at the same time, a couple other fighters have come out and said, dude, they'll give you a whereabout violation for fucking being late five minutes when they say you're supposed to be an hour. So I don't really know how bad or what the details are with that. USADA seems pretty cool with some people like D.C., you know, DC don't give a shit, though. That fool's on his couch in his underwear every day waiting for them fools to show up. He loves piss testing for them, so. Yeah, because I saw, uh, I believe I saw a little clip on Instagram where he was doing an interview with some guy, and they asked him, like, what do you think about a fight with you and um, Mr. Awesome? Fucking shit. The champion right now. The fool from Hawaii. God damn, I can't believe I forgot his the name. Fool from Hawaii. There you go. He's not the champ, dog. Volkanovski's oh, the champ. Oh, I thought he won. Nah, nah, nah I mean, I, I think he won too, but he ain't the champ. Volkanovski's the champ, bro. 
And, oh, what the fuck? And Volkanovski was supposed to fight Brian Ortega, remember? And then, oh, and then, should, oh and then COVID. God. So look, he's got short term memory problems, guys. We just, we just, you know, gonna have to forgive him for that one. Yeah, my bad, y'all. I can't wait for Tough to to open up though. I mean, oh. hey, once Tough gets going, we got a great season of, of the Ultimate Fighter back. As it returns, we got Volkanovski and Brian Ortega as How coaches. How long has it been? A couple years. Shoot, Feels like way longer. Alex Volkanovski is a no joke. Yeah, you know, us Alexes got some crazy stuff in us. This guy, Alex the Great is what he calls himself, and so does this dude. So here we are. There you go. Um, but as far as Yair Rodriguez goes, I think he's going to end up coming back for, with a fight pretty soon. I think his whereabouts violation will be up in like another couple of days, maybe like a week. And then Dana White will probably just reschedule whatever the last fight was. So, because the last fight he had before this one was when he did that. Most to me, that's probably like the top three most sickest way of knocking somebody out. Right? With that was two fights Korea ago. Zombie. The up, the up elbow. Yeah, that was two yeah, fights bro, ago in the last. And, second. Yeah, buzzer beater for real. Like, like for real, for real, buzzer beater. He hit him with the elbow as like right. As soon as his elbow hit, the bell rang as homeboy's dropping. So if you didn't see that, go back and watch Yair Rodriguez versus Korean Zombie. But then Yair came back and fought, uh, I believe he fought Jeremy Stevens in one. He had one other fight. He came back since then and he he's, he got a win and then he, he got a scheduled fight and then the whereabouts violation. So... You know, he's right in that lull, but he should be back real soon. I'm excited for Yair yeah, back. I don't really think he's, a, uh, like, doing steroids. You'd be able to tell. I don't think he'd make 135 if he was doing steroids. What do you think about this, though, Matt? Sharapova, the round three with um the Lioness. Sharapova? You talking or, tennis player, my, my guy? Bad, my he bad. said Sharapova. Maria Sharapova would get dominated, dog. That's my that's my ex-wife, sorry. Hey, she would get aced, homie. <laughs> you know what I was trying to say, Yeah, bro. Shevchenko. So I think there Shevchenko actually won the last fight between the two of them, but they both were three-round fights, I believe, weren't they? Yeah. So, I mean, put them in a five-round fight. I mean, if we think about it, Valentina would have won the second one for sure if it was five rounds because I, I personally think she won two already. And Ooh. and that's the issue. That's the issue that she that Amanda has is she gets fatigued. She's a big chick. Here's the thing though, Amanda Nunes goes on a diet. Not saying she needs to. The t- touch subject talking about women's weight. But yeah. if she makes one twenty five or one thirty five, where Val- Valentina or no one twenty five, where Valentina's the champ, drop down to my weight. I did it twice at your weight. No way, Valentina's at one twenty. Damn, bro, she's not, a yeah, one twenty five. Because because yeah. uh, the she's only other champ is sick. is uh, Wei Lee or Rose now, but that's one fifteen. That's straw weight. Oh, that's a crazy jump, bro. Share it. Uh, 115, 125, 135. That's it. That's crazy. And Shevchenko it's crazy is crazy how much smaller. Uh, and Jessica, Doug looks. dude, I thought Jessica Andrade was going to be the bigger chick, dude. She was she tiny was compared to and Shevchenko, bro. Dude, she was tiny compared to Shevchenko. I was so surprised at that when they when they faced off. She, I was like, no fucking way. She, she fucking towered her. Yeah, it was crazy, bro. She dominated her, bro. It was bad. Yeah, that crucifix is scary. She's done it twice now, bro. Where she's not, a TKO chicks from that position. Just on top, so beating the dog shit out of them. It is crazy. And Shevchenko got a long career ahead of her. She'll do this shit for ten years. Yeah, another, another, another exciting person I would love to see soon too is my boy, the one and only Cowboy Cerrone. Oh, you know what? That's the other fight that got canceled. He was supposed to fight Diego Sanchez in two weeks on that TJ Dillashaw card, and Diego Sanchez got uh, he pulled out. Yeah, but did you see? Um, they're looking for a replacement, and you know our boy Big Mouth Kevin Holland yes, yes. decided to say, "Hey, you know, give Big Mouth a call." But yes. he also put in the comment, I, "Hashtag I feel like I'm on timeout. I ain't shouting out the boss." Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I think that boy that might so he epic. might be on timeout. You know, hey. you might have to hey fly out to Dagestan, go to wrestling camp for six months, and then you know come kill everybody. Like 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 Habib said. Or Khabib, my bad. Um, this, Khabib? Yeah, I said it right, I think. Um, this guy crazy. <laughs> Straight you know what I'm up, saying? Man. Like, Kevin Holland is a savage, but you know who I think should step up into that fight is like a Jacare Souza. You know, someone who's 
who's been around also, but also, you know, towards Bro, the end of their career. That yeah. fool that got no eyebrows, that fool's a savage. Homie. If I, if anybody comes up to me trying to fight me with no eyebrows, I'm gone. And the other thing is, Jacare got knocked out by Holland, and that was a while ago. I think it's about time for him to come back, you know? But I also think that Cowboy should fight Diego Sanchez in his last fight. You know what's super exciting, though? Um, old boy Joel Romero is getting a fight, and it's not with UFC. Yeah, we this Bellator tournament's about to kick. Or yeah, it's Bellator, right? Yeah, yeah it's Bellator, it's bro. it's the tournament already kicked off, but his fight with a uh, who is it? Um, Anthony, Anthony. Oh yeah, Anthony Rumble yes, Johnson. Yes. Woo! Yes. Hey, thank you to Scott Coger for making that a first round. First round. Like, bro. Hey, he, t- he talked about it, though. In his experience, when he was working with the UFC and Pride and all that shit, he learned that you cannot put the guys that the fans want to see on opposite sides of the bracket. You can't guarantee they're going to make it. And that's what happened at Pride is every time they were like, oh, we're going to match these guys up and they'll meet in the finals, that shit would never turn out. And that's why you just make it a first round fight. The fucking more exciting guys should go on round one. Hey, it's crazy, though. i seen... Uh Anthony Rumble Johnson, he was like, they were interviewing together, like a three-way call, and Joel Romero's right there, too, and they're asking him, like, so what's up, man? Like, what do you think? And he's like, shit, I know something for sure. I got to watch out. I got to be ready for this guy. He's a monster. You know what I mean? Like, he was legit, super respectful, all praise for Joel, and Joel's just sitting there like a straight savage it's like just like <laughs> like yeah motherfucker you know this you know what i mean like the thing about yoel is he, he i think he has like 17 different personalities in his head he'll be he'll be like in an interview right and like one minute he'd be calm cool like dancing and then the next minute he'd be taking his glasses off like all killer like like, <laughs> like just ready to kill a motherfucker and then That's he'd be back boy. with his glasses on dancing and shit you'd be like damn did That's that fool just boy. like murder somebody in his brain real quick like what the fuck yeah. happened and it, it, it splits in, splits out. And if you go back and look at the interview with the schmo he did about two years ago, you'll see it. He talks about how, like, it's real cool and calm, and then you have to grab what you want and make it happen. And, flirt, yeah. and like, he gets so serious, and it's, like, scary. Yeah. You really feel it. You know, through the TV, you're like, fuck, Yoel will kill you, bro. <laughs> like, legit. But you know what's crazy uh, is people have been talking about Yoel, like, recently that I fought him, and Luke Rockhold came out and said, dude, it was like punching a, a piece of rock. He's like, it's the hardest thing I've ever punched in my life. Holy shit. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, a lot of people say that he's done plenty of cycles and steroids and this nope. and that. That dude, he is like, I'm telling you, man, you go to some places on this earth, everybody look juiced up, but they just natural. You want to know what it is, and I'll tell you, uh, this isn't a proven theory. This is just what people think. Is uh, Back in like the early 90s and 80s, Cuba was like testing on people, and they think he's like a Cuban science project for the Olympics. So they like bred this dude for wrestling. His tendons, when Dana White took him after uh, Robert Whitaker broke his orbital, he took him to the, a surgeon, right? And the dude fucking was looking at him and he's like, hey, where'd you find this guy? And he's like, I know he's crazy, right? And he's like, no, like, you don't understand. The tendon behind his eye is four times bigger than the normal tendon. Holy like, shit. Like, he's genetically just different. That's gnarly, bro. And that's what I'm saying. Like, Yo, Romero is such a savage. He's gonna, I feel like he's gonna win. Yeah, I, I hope so, honestly, man. Like, and no offense to, you know, Anthony Johnson, but he's been out like four years and he went from heavyweight to light heavyweight, almost came back at middleweight. Now he's back at light heavyweight. Like, I don't even know what to do with that dude. Yeah, this dude, this dude, yo, didn't he just, he's just coming back from fighting for like the championship and stuff. So I feel like he's still in like prime condition. Hey, shout out to Masvidal, low-key clowning on him. You know they tight, homies. But um, Masvidal was saying, he's like, man, you don't know what age he is. Motherfuckers come from Cuba. They say they 20. The motherfuckers 40. <laughs> well, you know why they say that. It's because Cuba was lying about people's age for the Olympics. Yeah. Literally. That's what I'm saying. Coming up with fake-ass birth certificates for the Olympics. So, literally, we do not know how old Yoel Romero is. They say he's listed at 44, but realistically, he's probably about 48, 49 years old. I'll put it to you like this. Cuba is the Latin Russia. But, like, a little bit worse. (laughs) 
they're like they're like an island, so it's like worse, you know. In the, when it comes to uh, the Corruption. Olympics, no, the Olympics just. <laughs> no. just when Just strictly talk, talking about Olympics. No, that's what he's talking about. I'm talking about the, the corruption in Cuba is easier than it is in Russia. When you go through Russia, you have so many channels of like gangsters and thugs before you can even talk about governmental corruption. Oh, yeah. They'll fucking. Yeah, for sure. And when you talk about Cuba, it's this island where you can pretty much get from one side to the other in a couple hours. So, I mean, it's just simple. And then the other thing about Yoel is he's he, like Cole brought up. He just fought for a championship in his last fight. You know, it's boring. But I was but saying, whatever. like, I was saying, like, um, Cuban and Russia, they stay cheating in the Olympics. Like, that's what Cuba did. True, but the other thing about those two countries is they have high expectations for their athletes, and if you don't come back with a medal, you might not come back at all. Yeah, it's so crazy, man. check out that story, man. Yo, Romero talks about it. It's it's nutty what they go through. They fucking like, it's like raising a pit bull, but you're a human. Hey, Alex, where can you find that, bro? Honest to God, I, I just be roaming through the net, like YouTube, uh, just look up Joel Romero talking about his past. I'm sure you'll get it. And then another thing, if you want to just get some info about that, like type of shit, like cheating scandals that go on with the Olympics, you could also watch the movie Icarus. I believe it's still on Netflix. And it's about a gentleman who's like a filmmaker and he goes behind the scenes about how many people are doing doping and how Russia cheated in one of the Olympics. And how they like literally had holes cut out in the wall where they're swapping dirty piss for clean piss. What is it called? Icarus. It's on Netflix? I believe so. I'll send you a link later. I mean, that's easy for us to do. The fans, you know, go on Netflix or check out. It's either Netflix or Hulu. I'm 99% sure it's Netflix. But it, the movie is called Icarus. So check that out. It starts out with uh, cycling and like bicycle doping. Like Lance Armstrong shit, but he goes into like the Sochi Olympics and all of that shit and how they cheated. And it, it's it's crazy. It's so crazy. They literally were, had holes cut out in the wall at the Olympic Games for Russian doctors and athletes to swap piss out for each other. Dope. It's so <laughs> naughty, bro. Hey, man. It takes a real fucking cocky motherfucker to think they get away with that shit. Yeah. So, that I mean, just a couple movie recommendations from your boys. But check it out. Um, just... Another thank you to the fans. Thank you to all the people that are participating in this. Shout out to my boys. Catch you guys soon. Uh, we're going to be back with another episode being out by Monday. The new drops are Monday and Thursday. So if you guys don't catch us, just know we're going to be out later that day. Yeah, shout out to everybody listening and the ones that aren't listening. I still love y'all because y'all ain't heard about us. But when you do, it's a wrap. Shout out to all the fans and shout out to the homies. Merch page is going to be up in about two weeks. We out.